In the city, there was a girl with a forked bracelet, and she walked upon a carpet made of boots and meringue pie. The man with the cutest face let his face go slack, and each pane drifted far enough apart from each other that his face disappeared completely, and all that shone through was like a window holding different parts of the city still enough to lower most of the pulses toward the ground. Peace lilies bloom five months before the spring comes in a garden across from the letter fountain, each plant cascading fragrance along like the sunlight umber sky of the forest, as if it encapsulates sunset and summer time, though not one time could be captured in portion of life, a moniker applique that will not take no chances. A seeping of indigo pulses make their way, roots unfurling root hairs as they embody gravity to cool the space below, dripping from the ends like the light of glowworms as they place the roots to rest. The perfect hunter lets an arrow out toward a stoat in the grasslands. The air is still as the stoat's inability to hear the arrow coming just a moment before the arrow moves through the back of its head. Slowly and softly, the stoat lowers its front paws to the ground, carefully placing one on the wayline below so as to stabilize the plane before it takes a step. The arrow turning to sand as its matter comes in contact with the plane. A group of ravens nearby see the incident and hop along the plain, shortening the grass below their feet as they clip along the way lines. Careful to keep eye on what they remember between them, Soma caught and landing the sharp angles away from the city as the way line pulse, the sand spiraling down below as gravity catches the stoat's footstep. A beach ball rolls, tumble weeding through the circle road, picking the sounds of the clock as if what came before they disappeared were, still, ketamine and Lyme's disease, waiting for the building that makes either plastic wares that last forever or threads that continuously degrade to open for the night. The jazz club, with one door open and one closed, has magnets spilling out of it like a broken pipe leaking broken panes of the man with the cubist face hoping to find a Christmas tree seen painted on a child's cheek like a pack of surge protectors for a pocket filled with pens and colored pencils melted with lucky, lighter, white. It was... Bad luck, you know, updating before you know it, and the boys only just got their tiled floors, sitting up late, waiting for paint to dry and the like. The little girl with black hair walks through the square, horribly distracted in her notebook to the citizens as they pass by bumping into her, hoping to get her attention to keep her nose from worming. Of course, she knew what they were trying to do and only thought it odd that no one else seemed to notice that the circle road was covered all over with ladybugs swarming over kitchen tables and car dashboards. Otter, still, 
that because her concentration would not be broken, they kept finding her invisible even as they bumped into her as if she were nothing more than a locker to be stepped into. Later then, the oldest river in the wrong civilization, she found but one citizen that spoke the meaning of the sign she had been sketching in a notebook. She stood completely still looking up and reverberated exactly what she had absorbed. Though not odd, for once it seemed, she was moving freely and somehow all of a sudden the citizens began to notice her as she walked by. Carefully walking, she would not step on one ladybug as she picks up the beach ball as it turns to sand, somehow mixing with her soma, turning her straight hair curling. One lock of grey for what she thought the sketch had seemed like before she knew what it was, tumbling down like a chain of fire dripping itself in curdled way. Her hands had not even come in contact with the beach ball, and yet, as it crumbled between her fingers, she felt as though something of her soma had turned her skin to poison, and she choked on her next few breaths. It was not a dark day in the forest as the ancients went about, the onerous task of wayline maintenance separating and untangling, organizing so that each wayline coursed clearly between the trees and the skin, where, unattached, the skin would ripple and bend, metering time like it all held, could no longer be contained. Shorted ends, seemingly discarded, would get shorn, fresh wire repaired from the inside of the wayline as pulse leaks those few moments out before the attachment is resumed to its surface. She squeezed a lemon under her armpit for good luck. The soccer ball lands at her feet and gently taps her sneakers. She gulps. Not a word she could say as her heart spoke on its own. Soma beckoning, knowing the tuning of the sound perfectly, almost too perfectly, and yet her feet catching moss as she reaches just past the circle road, allowing a moment to pass for nothing except herself as she had never heard anything except the sound of her own voice before that moment. Slowly, very slowly, like a stop-motion film made by the sleeper at his own waiting studio, she places her notebook down in the center of the ladybug swarm, her heart lighting bugs and jars holes arranged perfectly as if without any real effort or care at all giving back everything she'd ever known as herself and everything she had ever held on to from the moment her heart spoke. A lady cast across the water asks a train the soft sounds of A, B, makes with teeth whistling behind a lower lip as if she wanted to know what it would be like for a train not to need a conductor. Blue turns to Guy. What happens next? 
at all or for us, dear? He replies. Soft as a knife based on a blade of grass with the middle of an airfield open. The ticking sound quiets as time reconciles with the matter returned to dust. hawk sprouted from the plain as the perfect hunter stands in the grasslands where the stout had been looking around disquieted by having never left the forest before and knowing nothing except trees and the log by the lake. They are Soma, somewhat aware of the angered coursing through the grasslands from the arrow dissolved, the only familiar notion to keep them from being misunderstood by the gravity of the plain. Pulses ooze out of the forest, drawing with them the wisdom of the roots. Through the plain they return to the city. What had left to correspond on the light monorail track ebbing as a tide forth drawn, what was to shelter? It's a cold morning time and there are toadstools growing on the roots of the yew tree laden with branch-like saplings of spindle growing near the lower reaches of the forest limbs. Aspergillium blooming from the moist turns of the roots, both seeking surface along the bark pile on top of each other in quick succession, soft as a pile of puppies. The purple ancient walks up from the room underground, surrounded as the mixing hues of both strange and wonderful species reach the tree of proposal. With a careful hand, they peel away a small swatch of the top layer to see if the bark underneath is intact or if the growing has gone too deep so as to be infectious. As certain as they could be unknowing of the extent of the blooming and how far it reaches into the forest, they ascertain that no extreme damage has been done. In doing so, they face the morning air, breath warming the air curiously, reminding them something laden to time. The sunlight curiously weaving through the city. Through the drifted panels from the face of the man with the cubist face begin to conglomerate around different areas of the city, highlighting the edges of the buildings as they frame around the plants of clubs and forests and neighborhood markets. There was a slow movement between two grasses, and as the pulses drew forth away from the city, the two blades shook in tandem with the tuning fork placed between the twining branch way line in the city, wavy as sea kelp. However, unwavering like an osprey, fearless as any wind could catch it, the grass unfurling wind seeping oozing pulse asunder to clutching the sparrow beak, withdrew to place the movement there before the plane would leave two bits below ceasing to steady its roots as they wave. Is it really that difficult to focus your soma when the city is not alight the plane? I tried to find the color in your eyes and knew no one would let me speak of the sky to them, so I looked at my palms instead. There's this scratch, you see. I mean, I always thought I had to know what my Soma does when it is near yours. There is something about seeing you move with yours as 
if that thought never occurred to you that made me wonder why you question it at all. This I can see. As Blue softly places their hand underneath Guy's elbow, letting his soma softly rest in placement of a cord, playing on their heartstrings. Lind, balled up and turning like a false call to the bar at the jazz club, spills out of the bottom left opening near the letter fountain. The woman with the blue and white apron, thankfully, gathering a few faded petals as the lint drops below the surface of the streets to be filtered below. A jacket left at the airport makes its way to an arboretum as the skin notches itself full of images of ruts soft as snow. A javelin appears, like a spearhead traveling through an open window, cut short by spinning fan blades in the shadows like the light running down the blinds. States of mind asking you to choose the best of your kind.
Amoeba pulls across the carpet, shifting in the apartment with a tin can dangling over the railing and shining like the awkward ending of a conversation nervous with its own resemblance. Beckoned in starlight as waylines draw down from the canopy in the willow boughs. There is a man that burns the midnight oil, never approves, though not without distaste, and also no one in the city quite knew if it was midnight oil or if it was exactly what that meant depending on the age. Unfortunately, the wool cyclops, with not one word or wool fragment away, breathes easily, closing its eye for a moment to reflect on the peaceful spinning of its wool, each word reminiscing with the hyacinth. It was at that point that the homeless woman shared a pair with a woman that speaks with a trilling voice. Blue fashioning a single piece of straw out of a bundle of feathers and hemp hearts, placing it around Guy's collar like a necklace waiting with the bristling anticipation of a bellows vacated. The spread of obsolescent sighs acquiescent in the moment Time turning the fume of fire, calling itself and with every other name, only with its release to find the straw floating as Guy Soma reaches towards Blue, pulling her close as the straw begins to dance between them. With the first free flow of a flotsam, they stand together. Grasslands Without Time is written and produced by Kate Madera, with artwork by Rachel Amber Longo, and music by Human Nature. Have a Canada day. Bye.